Hello, friends. I'm sure you've all heard these expressions and you're wondering how the heck do people do it? And here's the expressions. You know, the reaches are in the niches, the nail your niche. If you're selling to everyone, you're selling to no one. Well, if you're at all skeptical about how you might do that, then this episode is specifically for you. One of the key strategies that has helped my clients get more referrals, do less marketing, and explode their profits has been the principle of niching down, even micro-niching. And I know it's a scary thought, but I want to let you know that I'm here to help you. In my upcoming Niche Down Profit Up free bootcamp, February 15th, 16th, and 17th, check the show notes for the link and more information. Oh, did I say it's free? Okay, on to today's episode. Welcome to the Grow Equation Business Podcast. I'm your host, Diana Lidstone, and I've been an entrepreneur for almost 40 years, helping consultants, coaches, and other experts differentiate their businesses and then scale to seven figures. Over the years, I've met so many business owners like lawyers and accountants, financial advisors, consultants, all who are experts, but they're overwhelmed and overworked. You see, they've built their business on a concept that to make more money, you have to work harder. It's kind of an equation. This podcast is here to share tips, strategies, and tools to help you end that hustle so that you can actually have a real life. So you can travel the world, so you can go to your kids' hockey games. Sorry, but I'm Canadian. Or if you like, spend time like me with your hubby and new grandbaby. You can build a well-oiled business machine that works without your direct daily input so that you can actually lead your business to new heights. That's what I want for you. And that's what this podcast will help you. So if you're ready to work less and profit more, let's dive into today's episode. Yes, I know you've all heard riches are in the niches, nail your niche, all those, you know, cliche things. But perhaps you're just a little freaking skeptical about how this could help you scale your business. Now, this is part three in my series of niching down. Check out episode 63 and 64. See, the thing is that I've learned from coaching hundreds of clients that it's really hard to do something if you don't really buy into the whole concept. You see, until I've helped you debunk some of these myths around this all important strategy, you won't be open to embracing it. And I know this has been true for myself and for my clients. And I just wanna interject here. I'm teaching this and at the same time, you're gonna notice some changes in my brand because I'm going to be niching down. I'm going to be micro-niching, okay? So while you go through these five myths that I wanna share with you, I want you to ask yourself if any of these might describe how you might be feeling. Maybe your thoughts or your concepts on niching down. Maybe you've said the same thing to yourself about niching down, but understanding why you might feel this way and what solutions there are to shifting your thinking is the first step on finding your true path to your profitable niche. You see, my goal for this episode is to help you remove all those doubts, the resistance, so you can grow your business faster. After listening to this episode, if you feel super excited about taking a fresh look at your business in a new way by niching down, then I can safely say, I've done my job. Now, keep in mind, whatever I share with you in this post comes from my own experience, like I said, and from the work I do with 
lawyers and entrepreneurs and experts and leadership coaches and accountants and a multitude of other business owners. These are not just theory. It comes from real life examples. And the best part of this is just by listening to this, you're preventing yourself from making the same mistakes I made in the past. Not a bad deal, right? So if your answer is a huge hell yes, then you're ready to dive in. All right. So here are the top five, I'm going to call them myths, or things that might have come up in your itty bitty shitty committee that might be keeping you from niching down. And I'm going to go through them and identify them. And then I'm going to go back and we're going to debunk them. Okay. The top five are confusing the size of your target market and the probability of success. That's number one. Number two, afraid to being pigeonholed in that niche forever. Number three, you won't have any fun. I'll be bored. You see, I'm a creative. I'm a multi-passionate person. Number four, people want a one-stop shop. Number five, but I already have a niche. It's wellness. It's business. It's finance. Okay, let's dive into each one of these a little more deeply. Let's talk about number one, confusing the size of your target market and the probability of success. Now, I don't know, did you listen to episode 63 about my fishing adventure and how what I learned why fishing is similar to business or to marketing, right? Same thing. It's a common myth that thinking that the larger your market, the more successful you be. Fact is, when you specialize in one type of customer, or as I said in episode 63, one type of fish, and you deeply understand that customer's needs, the more likely your success. Now, here's an example. Well, I personally can't imagine paying $900 to almost $3,000 for an iron. Yep, that thing that you sometimes use to press your clothes. There's a Swiss company called Laura Star that manufactures and sells high-priced irons to a very niched small group of people who want to professionally press their clothes at home. It's an extremely profitable and sustainable niche that has allowed the manufacturers to become innovative and produce a very high quality product. My client example, Melinda Cardinal was a generalist lawyer in a small city here in Ontario, and she was truthfully just barely surviving, working 24-7 and had no life. She narrowed her niche to real estate investors, found her ideal clients at events, making her marketing easier, spoke at those events, and then built strategic alliances. And you can find out more about this in episode 11. Truthfully, Melinda did not feel comfortable niching down, and neither did her staff. They really quite objected. However, when I asked her during our coaching session, you know, on Zoom like this, whether she thought there were enough serious real estate investors in the province of Ontario to take her business to the million dollar mark, she paused and there was this great big smile and then, hell yeah. So instead of thinking bigger to be successful, I challenge you to think smaller. Okay, myth number two, afraid of being pigeonholed in one niche forever. 
Now, I've heard from entrepreneurs things like, well, what if I change my mind? What if I don't like my niche? Can I change it in the future? Fact. As your business evolves and as you evolve, your customers will grow along with you. This is why you can often micro niche. So small business example, financial advisor who focused on helping entrepreneurs build wealth, it's already a niche, actually further narrowed her niche to entrepreneurial couples, solving very different problems, but still solving a similar problem. You can find my interview with Wendy Brookhouse in podcast episode 16. Now, some of you might be thinking, well, that's fine for those people, fine for those big companies, but how do I do it myself? And as I alluded to earlier, I'm going through the same process and I'm here to help you implement this. So you want to implement, simply register for my free, yes, free bootcamp, Niche Down, Profit Up. And the link, the registration details are all in the show notes. Okay, we've done number one, we've done number two, here we are, number three. A fear of being bored. I'm multi-passionate. I like to serve lots of different people. Fact: a fox can't chase two rabbits and be successful. Just think about that for a moment. Now, as an equestrian, former equestrian, I used to say, my ass can't sit on two horses at once. It doesn't work well. Focusing on solving one problem or chasing like the fox, if he chased one rabbit, he'd be much more successful. The same is about being bored and being multi-passionate. But I want to raise this question. Have you ever been asked to do something yeah, you kind of didn't know how to do or something that was really outside your comfort zone? Maybe it was just something as simple as going to the movies with something you don't like that well. And what happens is our brain immediately comes up with an, I'll use this word in air quotes, excuse to keep us safe from the discomfort. Well, my friends, niching down is kind of like that. For some of you, it may be an unfamiliar concept, something that causes discomfort. So ask yourself, are you coming up with an excuse to keep yourself safe? I'd love for you to give it some real thought. Which is it that you would rather have explosive success or be chasing two rabbits? If you really stop and think about it for a moment, you probably realize there's some merit in what I'm saying. Don't chase two rabbits if you want to be successful. Okay, myth number four, people want a one-stop shop. Fact, people actually pay, and handsomely pay, by the way, to have one problem solved at a time. So ask yourself, do you actually have the capacity or the bandwidth for a one-stop shop? Second question would be, is a one-stop shop truly all your zone of genius? The fact, creating a one-stop shop isn't the place to start. Focus on building your reputation on solving one problem first. Now, I'll share with you an example. My good friend and my go-to web gal, Genevieve Rochon, has built a reputation for building results-driven websites for coaches, consultants, and speakers. That's where she started. That's what her website still says. However, several years down the road, she now has an agency, a one-stop shop for coaches, consultants, which includes branding and websites and content delivery. Still the same niche, but eventually she built out her one-stop shop. You see, build your reputation around solving one problem. All right, we're almost at the end. Myth number five would be mistaking an industry 
for a niche. The fact is that, you know, a niche by definition is narrow in scope. Wellness, finance, business, travel are not niches. They are industries, sectors, fields, whatever you want to call it. So an example, again, what if I use myself? You might say I'm a business coach. Fact is, there are probably hundreds of thousands of business coaches. You could say I work with coaches, consultants, and experts. Fact, there's a ton of business coaches doing the same thing. But the real niche, the niche that I'm micro-niching down to, those that I love working with, those that pay me well, are service professionals like lawyers, accountants, and financial advisors who want to work less and profit more. You see, I'm currently working with a podcasting coach. And watch for season three upcoming where I'm going to be changing the name of my podcast, where you're going to see some brand changes happening. And it's all because I'm narrowing down. Now, when I was on the call today with my coach, and we finally came up with this name, and we finally specified who I wanted to work with, he goes, oh my God, I love this name. Already, I can think of at least two podcasts where you should be a guest on. The more specific you are about specializing, not only the more money will you earn, the easier your marketing will be. Wow. Debunking five niching myths. Now, I hope this has brought you some clarity and some calm, if you will. Let me recap. The top five are one, confusing the size of the target market and the probability of success. Two, afraid of being pigeonholed forever. Three, afraid that you won't have any fun, you'll be bored. Four, people want a one-stop shop. And five, I already have a niche. Now, I would love, 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 love to hear which of these, or a new one, might be holding you back from niching down. Just go to the show notes. There's a place for you to leave a 60-second voice comment, and I'd love to hear it. Well, friends, this is the last episode in my Niching Down series, and now it's time for you to implement so you can become super successful, so you can work less, profit more. And I'm here to help you implement. Remember, register for Niche Down Profit Up Bootcamp happening February 15th, 16th, and 17th. Well, guys, thanks for listening to this episode. And every episode is designed to help you ultimately work less and profit more. If this episode was valuable, please leave a review or a rating. Until next week, remember, you can do this. Bye for now.